What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Hello, and welcome to It's a Fandom Thing. I'm your host, Erin Marlowe, and each week I'm joined by a panel of guests to discuss all things fandom and pop culture, primarily from a female perspective. You'll find everything from fanfic to cosplay to Schitt's Creek to Supernatural and everything in between. So put on your favorite piece of fandom merch, set aside that fanfic that you're writing about your OTP, and sit back and enjoy this week's episode. And welcome to It's a Fandom Thing. Tonight, we are going to be talking about the cult classic television show that deserved a lot more seasons than it got, My So-Called Life. And I'm very excited to be talking about this one. This is one of my all-time favorite shows. This was out, so I'm going to age myself. Came out during my senior year of high school. So this, to me, is the most relatable show ever about being a teenager, especially a teenager in the 90s. And I think it can relate to being a teenager anytime, probably. I mean, I haven't been a teenager for like five years, but (laughs) we'll go with that. Don't do the math on that, people. (laughs) But I'm very happy because I have Sarah here with me. So this will be a fun conversation. And Sarah, well, Sarah was on our bonus Lucifer episode. But remember, you can only hear that bonus Lucifer episode if you become a Patreon subscriber. So go subscribe because you don't want to miss it. Next year, we are basically, you know what? We are basically a Ryan Murphy podcast is what it's become. (laughs) I feel like this man haunts me and I can't get away from him. We even discovered he had a tie into Dexter when we were doing one of the actors. So (laughs) he's always there. But if you like American Horror Story, and a lot of you do, including me, even though I have problems, but I still watch it all the time. We are going to be doing special Patreon episodes talking about every season of American Horror Story, with the exception of the last season. We do not want to revisit that. We might do Red Tide, the first half of Double Feature, because, well, you know how much I love Finn Whitrock. Everybody in the universe knows how much I love Finn Whitrock. This is uh, not you haven't mentioned that at all. <laughs> I, I have no I had no idea. I'm so well, shocked by this. You're very spared from how much of it. <laughs> and I know it drives people nuts, but I can't help it. And I'm sorry, well, I'm not gonna apologize. It's all good. <laughs> I mean, you know, eventually we'll get back on Christian fucking bale. So <laughs> well, we are gonna be covering Christian fucking bale in January. It's gonna be devoted to Christian fucking bale, with the exception of a couple of interviews I have scheduled nice. with writers. But yes. it is gonna be the Christian fucking bale month, letting you all know that. So if you want to listen to us talk about American Horror Story each season, please become a Patreon subscriber for just, I mean, as a little as three bucks a month. If you keep, if you pay more, you get more stuff. I'll probably be editing a little bit of that come new year. Do it. Do it. (laughs) Thank you, Sarah. (laughs) We're starting off really great. (laughs) I'm a little punchy, so I apologize, everybody. I think I still have some of the soreness from my booster shot, but. Oh, no. Anyway, (laughs) 
Not like I've I had was a couple glasses night. of wine, so. <laughs> so we're going to be fun. Uh, stuff we couldn't do when we were watching my so-called life, even though we probably did. But anyway. <laughs> Anyway, so anyway, so click the link in the show notes or go to any of our social media, click our link tree and become a Patreon supporter today. And you can also hear our Lucifer special bonus episode where we talked about the final season <laughs> with Sarah. And even that little preview of the bonus episode is already in our top 10. So <laughs> I know we have Lucifer fans out there. So oh, go so be many. a Patreon supporter and learn what we honestly thought of the final season of lucifer so sarah what are you into right now in pop culture oh well right now i am uh kind of obsessed with uh slipknot's new single uh the chapel town rag which is based on a uh true crime documentary on netflix called the ripper which mm -hmm. is based on a series of murders that took place in the UK during the seventies. And it's about, you know, how, how the media covers it and, and its relationship to now with social media and everything else. It's, it's a really, really heavy song that kind of goes back to their Iowa days from, you know, 20 some odd years ago. Anyone who knows me knows that I'm a huge Corey Taylor fan. Basically anything he does, I absolutely love, whether it's Slipknot, his solo stuff, Stone Sour, whatever. I think he's an absolute genius. And uh, yeah, my husband just kind of rolls his eyes at me. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's like, really? Again, but absolutely love the song. And if you are a, uh, a metal fan, definitely check it out. The other song I'm kind of obsessed with, and I think I tagged you on this several months ago, Aaron, is uh, Ice Nine Kills, uh, Hip to be Scared. Oh, and yes, it's, it's based on American Psycho and just a really kind of fun, heavy song that, and, and they go into this whole Huey Lewis, you know, uh, uh, hip to be square thing in the center. It, it's just, it's, oh my God, it's hilarious. But yeah, I, I, my, my main geekiness is music mostly. Uh, so looking forward well, to our eighties music episodes. Yes. Spoilers. <laughs> um, so that's kind of what I'm into right now. Awesome. Well, I always love it when we get music recommendations, which we don't often no. get that. Yeah. So, which is amazing because it's me, but we don't often get it. So thank you. I'm really, really happy to hear those music recommendations. And what I'm into right now is Finn Whitrock TikTok. So I'm kidding. <laughs> not really. I'm so shocked by that. <laughs> not really, but um, no, that's not what I'm into. What I am into right now is I am preparing for I've been doing, if you've listened to Liberty, if you listen to Liberty Diner Dish, the wonderful Queer as Folk podcast, I'm sure you have seen, you have heard, sorry, not seen, heard me on there dissecting Brian Kinney. So I've been doing, dissecting sounds so weird. I should not say that, but <laughs> discussing Brian Kinney through the seasons. Um, diving dissecting, into, okay. Yeah. <laughs> diving deep into Brian Kinney. Uh, not I the way know, I that's want better. to dive deep into Brian Kinney, but... <laughs> So I've been going on there since, since they were doing season one. I got invited on to discuss Brian Kinney through the seasons. I've already done season one, season two. 
So I'm doing season three, recording this tomorrow. I'm not sure when it'll be released, but you'll definitely see it linked on our page. I know a lot of our listeners actually are listeners for, of Liberty Diner Dish because I know I got a lot of people from that. And also our Queer as Folk episode is a very popular episode as well. And we are going to be talking about Queer as Folk again next year. We're going to do a, like two weeks of Queer as Folk just to let everybody know. But I've been re-watching season three of Queer as Folk to prepare for discussing Brian Kinney in season three. It's not my favorite Brian Kinney. But it's up there. I like a lot of the journey he takes in that. And and I've discovered season three is, an, is my least favorite Queer as Folk season. Doesn't mean I don't love it because I do, because it's my favorite show. But I've been having fun watching Brian, Sex on Legs, Kenny. And I can't wait to talk about him because I could talk about him for a week. <laughs> See, I can like things other than Finn Whitrock. It is possible for me to like other things. <laughs> Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> so we're going to get into our topic now. <laughs> and I'm acting like a giddy little teenager. So we're going to. Well, that's so because that's you just perfect. rewatched my so-called life. That's like exactly like what it's I'm like. like. I, I am okay. suddenly now like a senior like in high school. And <laughs> yep. Yep. So this anyway. will be fun. We are going to talk about all of the main teens because I. And the fact that there's only going to be Sarah and I, too, we'll have more time to do that. But I just thought it was kind of important in this one. But before we get into talking about the characters, I want to just talk about, because this is, this takes place in 94 to 95. And during that time, I mean, social media was starting to, AOL was kind of like in its infancy. Yeah. So it was about to come out. But you still, you know, you didn't have Twitter you didn't have Facebook. You didn't have TikTok. You didn't have YouTube. You didn't have any of that. You didn't even have MySpace. No. Nope. So you didn't have that stuff yet. You didn't have cell phones. Like not everybody was using a cell phone. I did have friends that had pagers, but most people, but most people, you still were using pay phones, regular phones at home, running home to see if that boy you liked had, or a girl or whoever had left a message for you on the answering machine, that kind of stuff. So I want to know: Do you think? Because I still think this show holds up. I still think this is one of the best written shows. I just rewatched it for the podcast, of course. And even though it's not necessary, because I could honestly recite lines from this yeah, show. Seriously. That's how much I love this show. But do you think, Sarah, that the depictions of teens in this, since it's in the age right before social media started to become a thing, I don't think social media really probably took off until the 2000s necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. But how do you think that affects how the teens are depicted in here? Do you think, I mean, does that make sense? Like, No, that makes sense. I think how they are depicted is still very relevant. Having teenagers myself, um, I have a, a junior in high school and then mm-hmm. a, a freshman in college. Now, my freshman in college has Asperger's syndrome, so he's you know, a little bit of an introvert. But my junior... I mean, he's not, he's not really uh, on social media. He doesn't see the, uh, the, the point of it. So I'm kind of glad about that. But, you know, and how they are portrayed, I, I think it's, I, especially for that time, having been a teenager in the early 90s, I think it's extremely accurate. Mm-hmm. Had... And even with 
the uh, the gossip and everything else, I mean, it, it, it doesn't matter whether there's social media or not. It, it's still going around. So I, I don't think it really has, it, or okay, with social media, it travels a lot faster, but I don't think it really has an effect on that. Okay, that's not really the right statement. You know, you're you're still going to have the, that that gossip and 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 people talking, the kids talking about each other. You know, so I don't, I, yeah, I I don't, I don't think uh, social media really would have played much of a a, a difference in the storyline at that time. Well, I think, yeah. I mean, I think where it would have been different is I think, like, I can't imagine being a teen today and having the pressures of social media. Because I think, like, just think about some of the stuff that Angela, like, some of the embarrassing things that happened to her. Like, the whole episode about her zit or when she fell in the mud in the first episode when she goes to the party. Or when the rumor flew around that she had had sex with Jordan and she hadn't. That kind of stuff. If if social media had played a part, even though this, she had a lot of struggles still, I think it would be a hundred times worse for her and for all of them, all of them, really. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that, yeah. So I think, so I, th- I mean, I'm not saying, I mean, I think that's where the difference is, is that even though the teens in here, I mean, I don't have kids, so I can't speak to that. You, you spoke to that better than I can, but teens, I think today still have some of the same struggles in here. I mean, I think there are some things that people are a little bit more open about, um, like sexuality a little bit, but I'm sure it's still a struggle and all that stuff is a struggle. And if you're different and weird, it's a struggle. And of course, the way they dressed is different than they do now, I'm assuming. Uh, I don't know about that. (laughs) (laughs) They still do the grunge I I mean, just (laughs) picking my, you know, picking my kid up from uh, high school. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's there's a lot of um, Nirvana t-shirts, Pearl Jam. Oh, so are they going back jeans. to? Yeah, we we've kind of gone back to the nineties, from what oh. I've seen. <laughs> See, when I was, and I don't know if it was this way for you too, since we both grew up in the same era and the same time, we're teenagers in the same time. Were did you have a lot of friends that were also like obsessed with like the sixties, and then it was the seventies, and then sometimes the eighties? It was like kind of this weird thing where, like, yeah, it was this weird thing where. And I think that just happens every generation where we wanted to go back to that time. Like I had friends that I had friends that were goths. And then I also had friends that were hippies. And then I had yeah. friends that were kind of in between all of that. Yeah. 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 So I, it's like that kind of, yeah. I, yeah. No. And I, I, I do remember that because I can remember, you know, being junior, senior in high school and being very much into the music that my parents listened to when they were teenagers yes you know Mm -hmm. so i was into the doors and Mm -hmm. the rolling stones and led zeppelin and and those kind of bands and you know so i you know looking yeah looking at that now and and seeing these kids coming out of school like cameron or my my son cameron he had uh some friends sleep over and his one friend shows up in this uh Green Day American Idiot t-shirt. And I'm like, that's awesome. <laughs> and But, you know, I mean, that album came out before Cameron was born. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I can see that. 
because yeah. I was kind of I was kind of the same way. I mean, that's that's the music that I grew up listening to. That because that's what my parents listened to. You know, I I, I knew all the words to uh, Meatloaf's Paradise by the Dashboard Light <laughs> since I was like six years old, which is totally inappropriate <laughs> when you think about it. Um, yeah, yeah, and like. God, you let me listen to this? What is wrong with you? But yeah, I I, I can totally understand that. And it, it's mm-hmm. kind of the same thing. Yeah, yeah, totally. So that, yeah, that was just interesting to me when you said that. Because, I mean, we still listened to the music of that day, of the day too. It wasn't like just listening to that stuff. And I listened to The Doors and that stuff more right before high school. And then after I, when I was like 15, I started listening to stuff like Violent Femmes and and stuff like that and the Pixies yeah. and a lot of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was very much a time where I think our generation, I have said this on a couple of other episodes, I think we're kind of the forgotten generation. Oh, yeah. And I think we were forgotten when we were teenagers. It was kind of like we, we were the children of the hippies. And our parents were supposed to change the world and they didn't. And a lot of them became exactly what they were fighting against. So, and everybody was latchkey generation and raising yourself. And so, yeah, so that was totally Gen X is. And I was just talking about that uh, with someone that Gen X is just kind of the forgotten generation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. (laughs) Um, but they did handle a lot of real life topics in here that are still issues today, you know, like guns in school. There's kind of, they had an episode about that, um, teen drinking, lots of things like that, but I think they handled them a lot more realistically. So how do you think they did with a lot of the real life issues that teenagers go through? I, I think they did a fantastic job. I mean, this, I graduated high school in 92, so this premiered when I was 19, maybe. So I was a little bit older than the demographic, predict, uh, um, you know, in, in the show, but still young enough to relate to it. And I mean, this was before school shootings were so commonplace, mm-hmm. which I mean, now it's, it's kind of, we've kind of become numb to it, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. I mean, even this past week, there was a, a a shooting over by, I think it was North Central Aurora High School, which is about 20, 25 minutes from me. And I did have people calling me to make sure my son was okay. I'm like, yeah, he's, he's fine. But still, I mean, it's, if, if, it hadn't been in our area, I don't think I would have known about it. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, the way they handled that episode to me, you know, for the time and and the parents being so outraged and what are you going to do about this? How are you going to keep our kids safe? I think for the time period, because it wasn't so commonplace I think was a valid reaction, mm-hmm. but being, again, being a parent now where this seems to take place all the time, 
it's almost like no one cares. And that just could be, you know, me being. No, I think that's. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what exactly. the right word is. But I mean, it, it's like, oh, yeah, there's another school shooting. Okay. What's for dinner mm-hmm. tonight? I mean, it, it, you know, people just, they're kind of blase. I, I don't know if blase is the right word, but they're well, not. Well, I think, I think what you said before, they're numb to it. People are kind yeah, of. Yeah, they're numb to it. it. They act like. Because sadly, it's so commonplace, shootings in general yeah. are so commonplace here that people kind of, it's like, okay, one happens and then another one will happen and then another one and another one. So it's one of those things where after a while, I think your brain yeah. just kind of shuts down to it. And I don't think it's a good thing that that happens, but that's what no, happens. And I think not that's at what's all. happening. I think that's what happens with the school shootings. So, yeah. So, to you know, to see the school actually having a meeting and having the parents there and, you know, demanding, what are we going to do about this? I think we need to see more of that nowadays, mm-hmm. in, in my opinion, you know, and, and I mean, everything else that, and I, I know we're going to get more into this, but everything else that they dealt with was very real and, and very, true to the times i i mean early 90s having an lgbtq character mm-hmm. a teenager was phenomenal and not just a teenager but then having uh mr kaminsky and and mm-hmm. his partner and and showing their relationship you didn't see that in the early 90s so, I mean, it, it was very, to me, it was very progressive for the time period. I mean, mm-hmm. nowadays, yes, you do see more of that. You do see more of that representation. But at that time, the early 90s, I mean, I, I remember when Ellen came out on her show. Mm-hmm. And that was late 80s, early 90s. And it was a huge deal. I mean, there there were, you know... Uh, lots of conversations about that. And I'm sure there were people protesting and everything else, but it was a huge deal. So, and there were lots of people protesting. Oh, I'm sure there were, there were networks that did not show it. There were in in States. Yeah. I mean, that, that was, I I can't remember, (laughs) (laughs) but to have had that sort of representation in a TV show that was aimed at teenagers and for teenagers to be able to see that and say, that's me, mm-hmm. you know, that, that I, I relate to this character was to me, it was phenomenal because even, I mean, I, you know, it, it, I was Angela Chase in high school. That was me. <laughs> and I so related to her character and I still kind of had the Angela Chase hair going on here. <laughs> Not that you can see because I <laughs> Headphones on. Yeah. But uh, no, I still have that kind of, I, I, I so related to her in high school because I was that sort of wallflower, shy, you know, kind of had a couple outrageous friends. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I felt represented watching that show. Mm-hmm. And it, that, that meant a lot to me. Um, even though I was, you know, a little, just slightly older than the demographic, but, you know, I still 
I still felt represented. Yeah, that's why I love this show so much because this show was kind of in response to all the other, like, you know, Beverly Hills, all that kind of stuff that wasn't representative of anyone that I went to high school with or any kind oh, of high God, school no. experience I had. So that kind of thing. But I do think, I mean, they handled a lot of real life topics. They handled, I mean, even stuff that is always a concern, sex, stuff like that. We're going to get into characters here soon, so I won't get into a lot of them. But a lot of the real life topics that they handled were pretty incredible. And we will, of course, be talking about Ricky in a little bit because I think because uh, he's such an amazing character. I anyway. love Ricky. <laughs> but, he was my um, favorite character. Oh my God, I loved him so much. <laughs> Yeah. So, but yeah, they, I mean, they handled it in a much more realistic way. I was reading an article that said basically this was prestige television, prestige cable television that wasn't on cable. And I think I honestly, I still maintain to this day, if this show, speaking of social media, had been on when social media was around, I think we would have gotten us another season right away. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because of the social media campaigns and it might have been picked up by a streaming service or something. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's get into the teenagers. So we're going to, of course, start with Angela, the main teenager played by Claire Danes. And just a fun little trivia, Claire Danes is the only one of the main actors that actually was a teenager when they filmed this. She was 15. So she was the only one. All the others weren't. But so she was the only one that was actually 15. I'm not talking about, I don't know about the other ones that weren't of the main. I'm talking about between Angela, Rayanne, Ricky, Brian, Jordan. Like like he was like, I think, 20-something. I was going to say, Sharon, yeah, Jared Leto had to be in his early 20s. Yeah, and Sharon and stuff. So she was the only one who it was, it was an actual teenager. It was also, it was really tight between her and Alicia Silverstone for this role, by the way. That's another little trivia fact. Oh, I'm glad they didn't go with Alicia Silverstone. <laughs> I, I love her, but I don't think. No, I don't right. think she would have been right for, yeah, nothing against her, but I don't think she would have been right for the role. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I want to get, you already said that you related to Angela and Angela was you and felt very much like you. So what are your overall thoughts then on Angela? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I I related to her. I felt that that was very much me in high school. Kind of shy, you know, a little bit more introverted. You know, I had I I, I had a you know, I had good friends in high school. You know, I did have my Rayanne type of friend, <laughs> and uh, you know, I I I think as a 15-year-old girl, they portrayed her very well. She, being a 15-year-old girl, she was very self-centered about some things, which is very common for teenagers, trust me. But at the same time, you know, she was also very, uh, she was very caring about her close friends like Ricky, uh, especially Ricky, during Christmas when he was homeless. Um, she was very, very concerned about him. And uh, the character that was played by uh, Juliana Hatfield. God, that's going back. <laughs> you know, very worried about them, wanted to invite them to Christmas dinner. So I think she was very caring even though she, because she's a teenager, she was also very self-centered. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. and 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 focused on what she wanted and what her needs were. But you know, so from that aspect, I I very much related to her, you know, and I sort of had that Jordan Catalano boyfriend. I'm sorry, Jared Leto will always be Jordan Catalano to me, you know, even though he's done other stuff and I know he's a little problematic. But he's an he's, asshole. I'm yeah, sorry, I, that's all I'm gonna say. I know, I know, I, I know. This is yeah, the only thing my, I will stand Jared Leto. Yeah, on. I mean, there's no, my, <laughs> I got my hair cut the other day. My hairstylist and I were talking about that. She's like, yeah, he's kind of a creep. Yeah, really? he's an Chewy, asshole. Sorry, cat. Yeah, he's kind of a creep. I'm like, yeah, I know, but he'll always be Jordan Catalano. I'm sorry. I just, I, I can't. <laughs> I separate the two. I know. <laughs> it's, yeah, I'm trying to. You know, so those are kind of my my feelings about Angela, you know, and even her relationship with her parents, you know, very, very relatable to the relationship I had with my parents at that age. You know, uh, was she my favorite character on the show? Probably not. That's Ricky. I love Ricky. I'm sorry. <laughs> but very, uh, at that time, very, very relatable for me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, Angela is very relatable. That's why she probably drove me nuts more than any of the other characters, except for, well, Brian, but because she was so relatable because I could relate to her so much, but there were so many times when you just wanted to scream because she couldn't get certain things out. And I was like, just say it this way. Just say it this way. Oh my gosh, stop talking. Stop. But a lot of that was because it was so true and real to the way you are sometimes when you're growing up and you don't know what you're saying and you're going through your first relationships and you're going through all these changes and you're going through all these things. And so it's very hard to say everything you want to say or know how to handle certain situations because you're still a child, yet you're put in some situations that are very adult-like. And so it's a very tenuous time. So even though she was so frustrating to me at times, I still love her. You know, she even is frustrating even when I'm re-watching it, even though I have a lot more compassion for her, I think, than I did when I watched it first. And I think that's just because I saw a lot of myself and stuff I would do. And so when you see yourself, sometimes it's either okay, and then other times it can be frustrating as hell. So I think I kind of, you know, teetered along that edge. I think she looked much better when she got the red hair. I always want to say that because it was such a big deal. And I used to dye my hair constantly. I always dyed my hair purple was my color of choice was purple. And then when I was really young, (laughs) when, when I was really young, I used to bleach my hair blonde, but I really liked doing the purple hair later. And then I went to darker reds and that kind of stuff, like burgundies and stuff. Anyway, that's not fascinating. I know, but I just think her hair is... I think her hair is amazing when she dyes it. I think she just looks a lot better personally, but I wanted to throw that. That's a total shallow thing and doesn't matter at all. But, you know, it's interesting watching her because she is struggling to find her identity because she's had this friend that she's been friends with forever. And then she finds this other group of friends. And I definitely hung out more with, I hung out with the weirdos and the freaks and all that kind of stuff. I did too. A lot more than I ever hung out with the popular kids because the popular kids didn't give a crap about me anyway. So they wouldn't have hung out with me anyway. So they were kind of boring. (laughs) So I hung out with all of the, the weirdos and the people that weren't wanted or whatever. So, you know, so I related a lot in that respect as well, but I think she is a really good depiction of a teenage girl 
and very accurate. And I think Claire Danes did a really, really good job in the role. Oh, yeah. And I, that's why I can't imagine anybody else in that role. So, I mean, she wouldn't have the career she has, really. Honestly, if she hadn't gotten this role, this is what launched her. So, yeah. No, I mean, if if you've ever seen the Temple Grandin movie with yes. her, mm-hmm. oh, having mitts, uh, uh, just, just, I need to fangirl on Claire Danes for a moment. Having met Temple Grandin, who is phenomenal, just a phenomenal person, and then watching the movie with Claire Danes. I mean, her performance was so spot on. Mm-hmm. Um, and even and even Temple Grandin praised her for yeah. her portrayal. So, sorry. I just had to fangirl on her apologize. for a moment. <laughs> I apologize. Okay. She's part of this discussion. She played the character, so it's No, fine. I know. And, yeah, it's just uh, having, having a kid with autism, mm-hmm. you know, I, I kind of get a yeah. little emotional about that <laughs> yeah well it's always nice but to be yeah she's uh temple grandin's a phenomenal person and uh claire dane's portrayal of her was just incredible so mm-hmm. yeah okay i'm done <laughs> <laughs> okay well let's move on to Rayanne, who oh. became angela's best friend until they had a falling out towards the end which still the scene in the the episode when they have the end, when they are doing the play. And that scene is one of the best scenes I have ever seen ever when they are speaking to each other and their friendship is over and the way that's played by both of them and the way, you know, the way that Claire Danes says the line, when Angela says, Were you oh happy? my gosh, yes, you thank happy? you. Yeah. Were you happy? And her voice cracks a little bit and she's crying. And then Rayanne saying, no, no, was no. just absolutely just, so perfect. Anyway, that scene that scene is amazing. I know reading the trivia about the show, uh, the writers always, then the creators always said that was more heartbreaking than any, than the Jordan breakup, all that kind of stuff. And it really was watching their friendship break up. And that's another reason why we needed more seasons. Anyway, yes. <laughs> so I want to know, what are your thoughts on Rayanne? I, I love Rayanne. I mean, I, I had that Rayanne type of friend. And she was awesome. And we had a very similar falling out over a boy that she dated and then I dated. So I found that very relatable. Um, although she she was more the Rayanne friend, dated him first, and then I dated him after that. And yeah, um, I mean, now we're very close. <laughs> you know, we've, we've grown up and, and gotten past that, obviously. But I think, and I, I, I don't know if it's in the last episode or second to last episode when Sharon and Rayanne are in the bathroom. It's the last one. Mm-hmm. And, and they're talking. And Rayanne says, you know what? I don't have any friends. And Sharon her and Sharon talk and Sharon says to her, she's like, you can say anything to anyone and any, anyone can say anything to you. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of refreshing to have that honesty. And that's kind of what I think about Rayanne that in a way she's very honest about who she is 
and that is refreshing you know what what she did to i won't even say what she did to angela but what she did that ended up hurting angela and even she said you know you have to i don't remember if it was her or patty that you she said it yeah yeah you have how much someone means to some means to exactly yeah exactly that in order for you to hurt someone you have to care about them or they have to care about you you know so from that aspect i i really do like rayanne as a character and I was really, you know, I was really hoping for a second season so we could see because, I mean, that that whole thing was like, you know, at the very end, it was like the last three episodes. So I was hoping that they, and it seemed like they were going to make up, that they were going to, uh, you know, resolve their issues So I was really hoping that they would, because I think as friends, they balance each other very, very well. Mm -hmm. You know, so I I did. I just, I really, I I really, really liked her because she was, she was out there and she was honest and, you know, I mean, and, and it depicted her, I mean, with, with the, the drinking problem and the drugs and everything. I think that was a very accurate portrayal of, you know, some kids at that time or even now, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, what, what they go through and what the struggles are and, and her being sober and then getting, you know, falling off the wagon and everything. I, I think that's very, very true to life for a lot of kids that age. So again, very accurate, in my opinion, very accurate portrayal of teenagers at at that time and and even now. I love Rayanne. She came in second in our poll of favorite characters. First was Ricky, but uh, they were kind of neck and neck for a little bit too. But Rayanne, Rayanne was. I had a lot of friends who were Rayans and like Rayanne. And Rayanne was someone that when I was a teenager, that's who I wanted to be. Because to me, to me, she seemed more confident than I could ever be. She seemed more like she could, I mean, I don't know, just more attractive, more everything than I was. But deep down, Rayanne is, has very, very low self-esteem and does not, and does not like herself at all. And is very, very self, lots of self-hatred and lots of self-esteem issues and she really wants to be Angela and that's what the whole thing with her sleeping with Jordan was about it wasn't had nothing to do with Jordan nothing with even wanting Jordan I I don't I don't even think she liked Jordan to be honest it was just she wanted to be Angela and so she could be Angela for that moment by sleeping with Jordan and so I think that's that's why she did that because plus she was also in a place where she felt like Angela wasn't there for her and Angela didn't care about her and wasn't being a friend to her and wasn't going to go and hang out with her and same with Ricky and I think she'd fallen off the wagon and everything and she had a mother that on the surface was very cool and open and wonderful and all the kids loved her but she also was kind of she was and you know she was a good mother but she was also kind of neglectful in some respects 
mm-hmm. and didn't really do a lot of the stuff that she wanted. And Rayanne was also very jealous of Angela's home life. A lot of those scenes with her where she was struggling for that and struggling to get, you know, just even a home cooked meal or struggling for anything that wasn't, you know, frozen food or something like that. So she was a very, very fascinating character to me, one that you did not really see on television much. And if you had seen a character like that, usually on television, even though she did sleep around with guys, whatever, she was not ever, the show never slut shamed her. And I think that was essential. The characters, some characters may have, but the show never slut shamed her. And that well, was no, important. I mean, they did, they did have that sophomore poll. Yeah, but that's was... not the show slut shaming her. Oh, that's not okay. The show gotcha. Yeah. All right. Her. I gotcha. That's yeah. the other kids doing that that's because that's okay. how yeah. awful people are to each other. But the show was never like, they never, like a character like that on 90210 or another show would have been the villain. And she was right. never the villain. She and may she have hurt her no. friend. But she was not the villain. So that was very important that the show did that. And that was something pretty groundbreaking because you didn't see that very often. And I think I can imagine for teenagers who felt like Rayanne, it was probably nice to see a portrayal like that. Yeah. And I think she is. And I think the performance was amazing. I think she was really well written. And I just really, really loved Rayanne. And it was definitely heartbreaking when her friendship fell apart and I felt for her and I understood where she was coming from. I'm not forgiving necessarily what she did, but people make mistakes and it happens and it doesn't, I'm not saying that Angela should have been forgiving of her at all. Angela was at every right to be pissed at her, but I think she's just, it's human nature and she's just very human and she broke my heart a lot. And I really, really loved Rayanne. And I just really wish she had felt that love herself. And I thought watching her with Sharon was also very interesting because they had such a battle because they were very jealous of each other because of Angela and watching them together and then them eventually becoming friends, I think was nice because you kind of took away that cattiness and you had them kind of come together and I liked that and I liked that Sharon was like I'll I'm gonna be your friend even after Rayanne had hurt Angela so yeah and I loved the relationship she had with Graham when she mm-hmm. comes over and he's teaching her to cook yeah and everything and uh, you could see how appreciative she was at that point and you know, when, when um, Patty comes home and uh, Danielle is there and they're, you know, all kind of goofing around and she's, you, you could just see the sadness in her face and thinking, this is what I want. Why, you know, why can't I have this? Mm-hmm. And that's when she go, goes home and and tells her mother, you know, I'm hungry. Can we have a home cooked meal? Why can't we have a home cooked meal? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it, it, her her character was heartbreaking. It really was. I mean, I I loved her character, but yeah, I mean, she she didn't have a lot of self-worth. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you could see towards the end of of the season where you know, she's wearing her hair different. Like mm-hmm. she didn't have all the braids. The very last episode, yes, but like the two before that, she didn't have all the braids, 
and she just had her hair was just straight and she was just in like overalls and she wasn't as outrageous as she normally was. I don't know if that was her. I don't want to say she was trying to be like Angela, but I think having that lead in the play made her feel like she was worth something. Mm -hmm. So she felt, you know, she didn't, she didn't feel like she needed to be as outrageous as she normally is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just my theory. (laughs) No, I know what you're saying. Yeah. 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 That's true. Okay, well, let's talk about Ricky, who, as I said, that's who won our poll was Ricky, which I was not surprised. I would have been surprised if it, I was like, it's either going to be Ricky or Rayanne. I would have been shocked if anybody else won. Actually, Angela didn't get a single vote. Jordan got a vote, which kind of surprised me. But anyway, <laughs> I'm not Angela, saying that as a bad thing. It just kind of surprised me. But Angela didn't get a single vote or got one vote. No, no, she didn't get any votes. Oh my god! It was it was between Ricky and Rayanne the whole time, but Jordan got like one vote, I think. Well, it doesn't. It actually doesn't surprise me at all. Honestly, I wasn't surprised, but by the poll at all. So let's talk about Ricky. So I know this is your favorite character. I love Ricky. So, so what are your thoughts about Ricky? Oh, I just ah. Uh, oh my god, where do I start? I love him. I just love him so much. I mean, I I, I would think. You know, just him struggling a little bit with his sexuality was very real for that time. But then also having an LGBTQ character at that time was amazing. And when he finally comes out and actually says, I'm gay to Delia, and he's like, you know what, I've never actually said that to anyone I mean that that I mean that was a major breakthrough for me or, 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 or to me that was a major breakthrough. I mean he was a wonderful friend to everyone. I mean whether it was Angela, Brian, Adil, uh, I mean Delia Sharon, Ryan, I, I think he just, he had a very, very kind heart, in my opinion. And he was just, he was such a good person. And I, I mean, my heart just broke for him when, you know, he ended up homeless and not sure where he was going to go and ended up with uh, Mr. Kaminsky and, and his partner, which was wonderful. Of course, I don't know if he could get away with that today. Well, I don't think you could get away with that then. I think, no, I don't think so either, (laughs) but you definitely couldn't get away with it today, but, Oh my God. I just, I, I just absolutely loved him. And the whole dance scene with him and Delia and uh, it, oh my god, it was just so amazing. Just mm-hmm. absolutely loved him, and and even her admitting she has a crush on him, and that's when he finally you know comes out and says, "Yes, I am gay." And but he tells her, you know, if if I was interested in girls, I would be attracted to you. And oh, I just oh my god, okay, <laughs> I just love him. I'm sorry. 
You don't have to apologize. I'm going to stop now. That's okay. this is wonderful. No, I, I agree. And I had a lot of Rickies in my life. And the other thing that was amazing about having a character like Ricky, who was the first openly gay teenager on any network television show ever. Um, the other amazing thing about Ricky is Ricky wore makeup. Ricky hung out in the girls' bathroom yes. and it was never treated. It was never treated no. by the show. I'm not saying other teenagers. I'm not saying the other kids, but the show never treated that as some weird, weird thing. I mean, Angela's parents were weirded out by him at first and had an issue with him, but that was, but it was never treated by the show like a weird thing that he did that. And that was very revolutionary too. Ricky did have a lot of trauma and a lot of pain. And if this show was to be done today or if they had kept going, that would need to be changed because there's too much trauma for gay people on and for anyone in LGBTQIA plus communities. There's way too much trauma on television and media. So that would need to be updated. But for the time, it was pretty amazing to see that character um, and to see someone who eventually was open about that. And also he had all these friends and all these people around him. But at the same time, he's very lonely, very alone, had a horrible, miserable home life. And I know that if the show had gone on, him living with a teacher would not have gone over well at all especially a a gay teacher that would not have been something that would have ended up being okay. So I'm sure that would have caused strife and problems in the future. Yeah. yeah. But he was, you know, he was a beautiful, beautiful character and Wilson Cruz is amazing. Go follow him on social media. But I, it was just a great, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful character. And I was, it, it was very nice to see that because I had so many Rickies in my life. And that's why I love this show because there are so many characters on here that I'm like, you never saw those characters and these were the characters I hung out with and here they were. So, so yeah, Ricky, Ricky is amazing and beautiful. And now I'm, I'm glad you brought that up about the, uh, the bathroom thing because yeah, I, I forgot to mention that how, how normal they made that. Like mm-hmm. he's just there and and he's, and, and no one is criticizing him or complaining that he's in the girl's bathroom. Which you know I thought was fantastic, <laughs> and mm-hmm. you, and again, this is ninety four. You didn't you didn't see that. You didn't have gender neutral bathrooms at that time. So it you know in a lot of ways it was very groundbreaking. At that yeah time. yeah mm-hmm. it, it was yeah, and I think I think Wilson Cruz ended up playing. Angel in Rent on Broadway, I want to say. I think he did. I'll look that up. Yeah, I need to look that up. I'm pretty sure he did, but yeah. Yeah. He did play. Yeah, he was in it, so he wasn't a performance. So, yeah. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Okay, well, let's move on to my least favorite character. <laughs> right, Sorry, I do not like Brian. So 
I want to get your thoughts on Brian. Everybody already knows my thoughts on Brian, but what are your thoughts on Brian? I think Brian means well, but he is very much self-centered and, you know, like, for example, going to the, the dance and he goes, you know, he asks Delia, but he really wants to go with Angela mm-hmm. and then just like completely dismisses Delia. Everything he did to help Jordan with the letter, that was all to serve him. I mean, everything he did in the show, and he's always riding his bike in like circles around in front of <laughs> Angela's house. What is with that? That is so crazy. Of that, but yeah, you're right. That is so creepy. I'm like, what do you seriously do? And then Danielle's like totally in love with him. I'm like, oh god, Danielle, you're like nine. (laughs) Seriously, he is. He's like just always riding in circles in front of her house. True, dude. True. What is wrong with you? Anyway. But yeah, pretty much everything he does is motivated by her mm-hmm. and, you know, how infatuated he is with her. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it really is, it really is creepy, not in a Jordan Catalano creepy, as I, I know we're going to get into that, but it's a different level of creepy. <laughs> it's a Joe Goldberg from you level of creepy. Yes. Yes. It really is. It honestly it really is. is. Joel the way he uses his ca- the camera. I wrote notes about that when I was rewatching. Oh my the way God. He, from the beginning to the end, there's times when he's using a camera and the way he uses it and the way yes. he's filming Angela and then other people as well is very stalkerish. Yeah. So, and I don't like, think that's what they like meant to do like in the show Karen's either. Boobs and I'm like, yeah. Okay, I get it. You're like a 15-year-old boy and your hormones are out of control, but you're being really creepy. Yeah, he really is like a Joel. And I still need to watch season three of you. But he really is like a Joel Goldberg. Yeah, he's Joe. He's creep. Joe before Joe becomes yeah. an adult. Yeah. He really is. He's totally Oh Joe. my God, he really is. <laughs> he's just really creepy. And I don't, the show was not, in my opinion, was not at all trying to paint him as creepy, but he is, it's, he's that typical, I will say, I think the show does a lot of things great. I think this is one area they aren't so great at is I think they play into that trope of Brian is the nice nerdy guy and he's going to eventually get the girl or eventually get some girl and everybody's going to see how great he is. And he's actually really great. And the letter thing, and we'll get to that a little, we'll get to that once we talk about Jordan, because I have, I have lots of thoughts on the letter thing. I don't think it's as horrible a thing as a lot of people think it is. Frankly, I think what Jordan said to Angela is a lot better than anything in the letter, but we'll, we'll get to that in a minute here. But, uh, but he's just creepy. He's just flipping creepy. And he's just, he's kind of like, he's obsessed with her. He is obsessed. It's not so much a crush. It's an obsession. That's the way I view it. He's someone who has no sense of boundaries or personal space. And I'm not at all saying like, Jordan is a very unhealthy character. Okay. I love Jordan Catalano, but he is not a healthy guy. 
But Brian is Joe Goldberg. He's just a stalker. He's creepy as hell. And he always creeped me out. I never liked Brian. So that's all I'm going to say about Brian. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I am completely <laughs> with you there. And, you know, I don't think I realized it as much the first time I watched it. But then watching it again, I'm like, ooh, he's kind of, you know. Yeah. Stalkerish. Yes, then the, the riding the bike thing, which for some reason, even though I always thought of him as a stalker, didn't hit me until you just said that. But yeah. that is a very stalkerish behavior. Possibly just riding the bike it's, in circles in front of her house. I'm like, what is... It, it, ah. It's like, here's the thing. Like, Ducky from Pretty in Pink, Ducky was a stalkerish character. Ducky was creepy. Yeah. And Ducky even said he would sometimes ride his bike. <laughs> yes! Yes! Like, what was it, like 20 times or something in a day oh, or something? God, oh, That's God. That's stalkerish behavior, but we all forever, kind of laughed yeah. it off and loved it. Anyway, sorry, we're going to be talking about 80s movies next week, too. So <laughs> that just kind of hit me. They're kind of the same thing. It's that trope oh, God, of the nerdy, yeah. nice guy that's really a stalker. Yeah, and that, you know, and that is kind of a trope. Oh, it is a trope. Oh, it's absolutely. A trope. Yeah. And that's uh, Big Bang Theory. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So <laughs> let's get into Jordan Catalano, which you have to say Jordan Catalano when you talk about Jordan you Catalano. Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> and that and that was funny because my husband actually said that. He's like, you can't just say Jordan. I'm like, no, no you have to say Jordan Catalano. Jordan Catalano. <laughs> it was very weird when I put his name in the poll. I think actually it was too many letters for the poll to put Jordan Catalano, but it was very weird not to put Jordan Catalano in the poll. Because that's true. People are like, who's Jordan? <laughs> yeah. That's why he only got one vote. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know um, who Jordan is. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan. Oh, you mean Jordan who? Catalano? <laughs> uh, but Jordan Catalano, <laughs> the only time ever that Jared Leto is okay in my book, because <laughs> I'm just talking about the character here. I'm not talking about Jared Leto because Jared Leto is a scumbag, allegedly, but whatever. So we are not... <laughs> <laughs> about jordan catalano <laughs> we're just going to talk about jordan catalano so i know when you first re started rewatching it sarah you even said he's very he's very un <laughs> he's horrible he really is <laughs> so what and, are your thoughts on him <laughs> you know when i was watching it when i was like 18 or 19 i'm like ah jordan catalano <laughs> um yeah yeah you know dream guy and then you know watching it now as a 47 year old <laughs> wow he was horrible <laughs> he was just horrible he was man i mean i i still love him but <laughs> same <laughs> yeah my toxic men but yeah oh my god he was just but again he was like that stereotypical bad boy in a way mm. i mean he really was and you know, I mean, he breaks up with Angela because she won't sleep with him. Really, dude? Mm -hmm. Really? The fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, I mean, he's, you know, kind of got that mystery and he's gorgeous to look at and the blue eyes and everything else. And, but oh my God, he is so toxic. Oh, <laughs> and why, why, why are we attracted to that? I don't get it why <laughs> i don't understand 
it's something about that. It's like uh, we've been talking in our Dexter live streams, me and Jen from uh, my streaming bubble, my podcast brain twin. Right. We've been talking about that. And she says, you know, Dexter is not sexy unless Dexter is killing people. Right. <laughs> it's that bad boy. It's something about that that it's like. <laughs> It's right? really I fucked up. It's so fucked up. I don't get it. True. What is wrong with us? <laughs> yeah. I don't. What is wrong with us? <laughs> you know, I I think, I think had we gotten more seasons, his character would have grown quite a bit I because it was exactly. starting to grow. Mm-hmm. You know, and even when he realized that he did fuck up hugely and was trying to apologize to Angela and he didn't know and asked Brian to help and the whole thing with the letter and whatnot. I don't necessarily blame him for that. You know, it kind of reminded me of the whole uh, Cyrano de Bergerac. Yeah, totally. It was totally uh, yeah. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean that that's, you know, of course, at the time, I didn't know what that was. And now I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah, this is a total Cyrano de Bergerac thing going on here. And, you know, whereas Brian Cyrano and Jordan is the other character who I can't remember. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I can't um, remember either. But I matter. can't remember. Jordan. I, I remember the character. Steve Martin one. But yeah. <laughs> Roxanne. Yeah. With Daryl Hannah. Anyway. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was that total thing. But then, you know, that sort of cliffhanger at, you know, where Brian admits that, yes, he did write the letter without admitting he wrote the letter. And mm-hmm. Angela seems kind of torn. You know, at that time, I'm like, no, Jordan's the better <laughs> option because Brian's a total creep. Is that bad? No, Brian is a total creep. Brian's but Brian a total is a creep. total creep. He is a total like, creep. You really should be with Jordan. He's the better option. He's the, he's the better creep. Oh my God. He's not, he's the not, he's the non-stalker. He's the less creep. creepy of the creeps. <laughs> yeah. He's the one that won't, isn't stalking you. So it's true. But yeah. It, it, yeah. That's, that's kind of my opinion on Jordan. I think, I think Jordan has a good heart, mm-hmm. ultimately, but he just doesn't know the right way to deal with that. <laughs> like, he doesn't... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan is every guy I ever liked in high school. Was a oh, Jordan. my God, Every yes. guy, every every guy. My, my high school boyfriend was a Jordan. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so <Quite a> few. <laughs> every guy, and I that that was my type, except for they would usually they'd have shorter hair, black, 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 leather jacket. That's that's me. That's that's my quintessential guy. Is yeah, dark hair, leather jacket. The smell of leather is like <laughs> intoxicating to me, anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was like my total. Type that was the one thing missing then- with Jordan. <laughs> Yeah, my husband is like the total opposite of all that. <laughs> I still, I still find that attractive. So oh, I still I will see that. It's because it's that thing that when I grew up, that was got imprinted in my head of that is that is the most attractive yeah. man. But yeah, so Jordan was like every guy. So I totally 
loved this guy when this show was on. I and but he is very toxic in the beginning. He does a lot of things like when he forces himself on Angela, he forces himself on her with the kissing in the car. That was gross and disgusting. And she's like, yeah. I'm or, glad she called him on it, but that was so oh, yeah. gross. Or that even so when gross. the rumor was going around that they slept together and he's like, yes. well, you know, since we everyone's talking about it, dude. Yeah. And it was, and that's a very typical, typical, sadly, typical male teenager I thing. Know. So, but it was really gross and disgusting, but I do think he did change. I think he did grow some. I think he was starting to grow and change. I think he was, I think what it is about these guys that attracts us as women, (laughs) some of us women and and men, I'm sure attracted to these guys too. And other people as well. I think what it is, is it's this lost puppy dog thing and this need yes. to fix them and this need yes. to rescue them because he's a very lost puppy dog. He you see is. that in like the Christmas episode. You see that in New Year's when he forgets his New Year's. <laughs> but even like uh, uh, Hallie Lowenthal, when she was describing him to yes. Patty. Yes. And she said the same thing. So yeah. fun fact about True. Hallie Lowenthal, uh, Lisa Waltz, who plays the character, my husband went to the same high school as her. Oh, really? She grew up like one town over. So that's like their big claim to fame. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. I'm like, do you know her? No, she graduated like eight years before me. Oh, all right. Well, whatever. <laughs> well, you know, Don Cheadle is from Denver, and Don Cheadle and I have the same birthday, not the birth year, but the same oh, birthday. So every year. Yeah, so every year on my birthday, I always treat happy birthday, birthday twin, or something like that, trying to get us attention. <laughs> but I know if I ever meet Don Cheadle, that will be the icebreaker. Hey, we are both from Colorado, and hey, our birthdays are both November 29th. Nice. <laughs> anyway. Nice. Of course, yes. I share a birthday with Pee Wee Herman, so I'm like, <laughs> well, but he he's a cool guy. In yeah. real life, what what the heck is? And Mother Teresa, so that's nice. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I love sharing a birthday with Don Cheadle because I'm always trying to be like, oh, I love Don. Hey, I Don love Don Cheadle. Cheadle so, <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, but yeah, Jordan is that lost puppy dog, very much so, and he's cute and attractive. And I will say, I don't want to give props to the actor, but I will say he does. The eye thing, his eyes, the way he would look at her sometimes. Even when I'm rewatching it, I was even catching myself kind of going, oh, and I'm like, Aaron. (laughs) Jared Leto. I'm like, reminder, this is a horrible human being. But also, reminder, this character is very toxic, not healthy. No. I mean, but I do think he was changing. I I do think think so. The line he says to Angela after she finds the letter and you can tell he wants to tell her the truth that he didn't write it, which I have to say, I actually don't think that was as bad as everybody made that out to be. I don't know how that makes me sound, but you know, people do help each other write stuff like that when you're a teenager. Even when you get older, you might be like, okay, how does this sound? Do you think this sounds okay? Do you think this is going to, I'm not saying it was okay to lie to Angela. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying. I don't think it makes Jordan as horrible a person as I think people thought. I think Jordan just really liked Angela and didn't know what to do. But I think when Jordan says, 
I have all these dreams and I know exactly what to say to you. And you look at me and you tell me, you know, that you forgive me. I think that line is a hundred times better than anything in that letter. I will be oh, honest absolutely. because yeah. it was very real. Yes. It wasn't so poetic and deep. And, and, and that was him. And it was him. Yeah, it was, it was him. totally yeah. him. It was yeah, him. although I will say the letter Brian Krakow <laughs> wrote. I want to say something about that letter, though. It's really funny because I was watching it and I was like, oh, my gosh, that sounds exactly like the letter I got from my high school boyfriend at one time when we were and he even said he even in the letter because <laughs> well and the whole thing like you could burn the world down that kind of thing but yeah. he said no one will actually tell me how who i am the only one that can ever show me who you are is you so if you despise me if you think i'm horrible just tell the whole world and show the whole i'm talking about a letter that i received <laughs> So it's those same kind of lines. So when I was watching that, I was like, oh, my God. And I remember when I got that letter and I was like, Angela, I'm like, oh, this is. And then I look back and I'm like, this, that was fucking messed up. Right. Anyway. <laughs> oh, and yeah, the whole shoving letters into lockers and oh, uh, I wrote letters to people all the time. Oh, when I was in my high school. God. That was yes. my thing. I loved writing long letters. And I would do that after high school. And then, of course, mixtapes. I didn't just make mixtapes yes, for mix people tapes. I liked. I made mixtapes for my friends, too. Oh, yeah. And I would spend hours and hours doing that because it was a lot of work. People, kids do not understand that now. No, they don't. Mixtapes <laughs> were a devotion. You had to really want to do it to do it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they don't. Kids today, they just don't get it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. See, I feel like I'm going back to high school right now. Well, we're talking about high school, so yeah, I know that's why, and it's very similar to when I was in high school. Okay, well, the last teenager I want to touch on is Sharon. I almost forgot to put her on this list. Oh, poor Sharon! I was watching it, and I'm like, Aaron, you forgot Sharon. Sharon. And you know, so what are your thoughts on Sharon? I think Sharon is like the goody two shoes that wants to be bad. You know, I mean, she, her, I mean, her and Angela were, were very good friends. And then, you know, Angela met Brianne and you know, they kind of parted ways and then became good friends again. But yeah, I think Sharon, especially after the poem, haiku for him. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Sharon is definitely that I want to look sweet and innocent, but I'm really not. Yeah, that's the impression I get. Of course, you know, looking at her mother, too. <laughs> apple doesn't fall from fall from her. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. <laughs> I can talk seriously. <laughs> you know, especially after the whole handcuff thing. <laughs> hey, but like no, I mean, I like I like Sharon. You know, I mean, ultimately, I think she was a a good friend to Angela, and then ends up. And I think if we'd gotten more episodes or, or another season, I think her and Rayanne would have been good friends too. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, Sharon, I mean, I liked Sharon. Okay. She actually reminded me of a very good friend of mine in high school. And I remember when I watched the show the first time when it was first on and I was in high school, I was like, oh, that's, I'm not going to say her name, but that's, that's, what's her name? One of the only like quote unquote, normal people I hang out with, but she wasn't normal. She just looked normal. That's all I can say that. Like, yeah, exactly. Described as normal. 
you know, Sharon was okay. She, I think she was a really good friend. I felt for her. I think Angela was really shitty to her a lot of oh, the time. Yeah. Very shitty to her. You know, and and I'm not, I mean, that's something that happens as a teenager. You grow and change and you move apart sometimes from your friends. But she was very shitty to her a, a lot of the time. But I liked Sharon okay. I, you know, she would probably get on my nerves. But I liked her. You know, I don't really yeah. have much to say on Sharon, to be honest. No. And, and that's why I was yeah. worried about her. I mean. <laughs> yeah. So can we talk about Tino now? Oh, Tino. I didn't even have Tino on the list. Tino that you never actually ever get to see. Yeah. Yeah, Tino. <laughs> ongoing joke. Where is Tino? I wonder if we'd if it had gone on, if we would have ever seen him. I kind of oh, I wonder, would, yeah. wouldn't want us to. I would never want us to meet Tino. No, I, I think to Tino should have been. He has it, to be that little mysterious that, yeah. guy that you never see. It was an ongoing thing. I, I loved that. But yeah, good. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned Tino. So. <laughs> The mysterious Tino. The mysterious Tino that Tino everyone Tino. knows, but you no never one ever see. sees. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I just briefly want to talk about the adults. We're not going to talk about them individually. I just want to get your thoughts overall on the way adults were portrayed in this. Because a lot of the reason, I do want to say, a lot of the reason they had adults on here and gave them so many storylines was because Claire Danes was a teenager, so there were restrictions to her shooting schedule. So they had to be able to fill in other things. So just to let you know, that's why there were so many things with the adults. <laughs> no, that makes sense. I mean, the relationship between Patty and Graham, you know, uh, I think was a very realistic one. You know, I, I have, I have some issues with him. I have some issues with our more with him. I mean, he never actually, had an affair, but I think that is a common issue amongst, you know, couples that have been married for many years and, and now have kids and, and, and mm -hmm. things like that. So I think they handled that very realistically. And I mean, those were, I mean, those were the main, the main ones. Um, you saw Sharon's mom every once in mm -hmm. a while never really saw her husband. Um, and then Hallie Lowenthal, you know, I, I, there, there was definitely some sexual tension there between her and Graham, mm -hmm. especially in the, uh, uh, season, well, series finale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I realize it's been like, you know, 30 years. I don't want to talk about it, <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, who knows where that would have gone. But, you know, in terms of the adults or, or, or the main adults, you know, specifically Angela's parents. And uh, I mean, those those are really the only ones. Uh, I, I, you know, I think it was a very accurate portrayal of, you know, it, it just you know, a married couple with teenage tween kids and, you know, you're just kind of in a rut and, and looking for things to be exciting, you know, and, and, and the way they interacted with their kids, you know, I mean, that's very similar to the way I interact with my kids. I'm like, Oh, you're here. 
<laughs> you're you're in the kitchen and talking to me. Everything okay? But yeah, I mean that that it, it was a very having teenagers uh, boys. <laughs> you know, it's a very accurate portrayal of the relationship between parents and their teenagers mm-hmm. because you know I and I I kid my kids. I was kidding Cameron uh, when I went to Comic Con. I found a, a T-shirt and I said, "I came out of my room for this." I'm like, "I think you need this shirt." <laughs> and he just rolled his eyes at me because he's 17. <laughs> that's what he does. So, you know, from that aspect, and and it it, it was interesting watching that as a parent now mm-hmm. of, of having kids that age as opposed to watching it when I was a teenager, it's like, oh, I, I'm kind of relating to the parents a little bit more now. Yeah. When did that happen? <laughs> when did I become old? I don't, I don't <laughs> like this at all. But yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I you know, it, it, uh, you know, unlike other sitcoms and whatnot, the parents didn't come off as idiots. Mm-hmm. They came off as, you know, trying to deal with, you know, what their, their, their kids were going through, you know, not like morons. And, and I like that part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I first watched this show, I didn't care at all about the parents. I could care less. I, they were taking away from what I really wanted to watch. And I was like, this is boring, stupid, get back on the teenagers. Yeah, that's all I thought about them when I was watching this show in the first place. Oh yeah, um, and I think it's just a fact of life. We've I've mentioned it before on here, like other shows that I watched younger, and I always related to the kids. And then you watch them older, and you're like, God, what a bunch of brats! Give their <laughs> give your parents a fucking break. Exactly. Uh, and it's it's just it's just a matter of becoming an adult. I think that's what happens. So I mean, I don't have much to say on the adults. I think for the most part, they were well written Mm -hmm. i do want to say once again this show played into a stereotype of a single mother for rayanne and i don't like that stereotype but i do think for the most part most of the adults were well written yeah that's all i'm gonna add on i don't really have much to say on the adults except for i enjoyed them a lot i enjoy watching them more now but when i was a teenager i was like why do we have to devote so much time to these fucking people i don't care let's go back to the teenagers but that's a teenager (laughs) and 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 that's what i said to you i'm like i'm finding myself relating to patty a lot more now than angela (laughs) yeah and i felt for patty because patty was trying so hard and Angela pushed her away so much and Graham too, to an extent, but it's a typical, it's a teenager thing. So yeah. yeah. So that's, yeah, that's and, all. I don't really have much. And that, that, and that's, you know, I, I did the same thing to my mom. I, mm-hmm. you know, now my, my mom and I are like, you know, we're tight, but yeah, as a teenager, I pushed my parents away as much as I could. Yeah. And that's and, what teenagers do. Okay, well, I and I'm going to tell you after we after I get what your theories are, I'm going to tell you what the creator said would have ended up happening with some of these characters if they had gone on. But I want to know, what did you want to happen after the cliffhanger? Now, did you want, I know you said, now, now, I'm talking about now, would you want Angela to be with Jordan still or would you want her to branch off 
And do you think like Graham would have ended up having the affair? What do you think or what would you have wanted to happen? Okay. Not that I would have wanted it to happen, but I think Graham would have ended up having the affair because he, you know, exhibited tendencies to that like first or second episode. And you know, it, it didn't seem, I mean, they, it didn't seem like the two of them were completely happy in the relationship. Not that they didn't love each other, but there seemed to be a, a in, there, there seemed to be issues there. Yeah. So, you know, hopefully they would have worked through it, but I, I, I think Graham would have ended up having the affair. I hope, I I would hope that Angela and Ram would have made up Mm -hmm. because I think Angela was good for her as a friend. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, Angela dating Jordan for a while, I think would have been okay, but I think she would have eventually got bored with it. And I think she would have branched off. I, I did not want to see her with Brian. No, 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 no. Absolutely <laughs> not. You know, I I, I, I would I, I would have liked to have seen Ricky find some, uh, find love. Yeah. Because I think Ricky deserves that. <laughs> he, you know, I mean, after one season, it's hard to say. <laughs> We only only have like one season of character building. (laughs) So it's, it's hard to say, but yeah, I, I, that, that's kind of what I was looking for. Yeah. I would have wanted Ricky to also find somebody and I would have wanted him to not have as much pain and that to kind of subside at some point. I would want Rayanne and Angela to become friends again. And I think that probably would have happened because they just needed to be friends again, I think. And I think they're I both think so, good yeah. for each other. Yeah. I would have been fine with her dating Jordan for a while. I, I don't know if she would have gotten bored with him. I think she might have moved past him at some point. Okay. Yeah. And I think she may, maybe she would end up finding someone else. I don't know. I think it would be that she would just grow and go, okay, this isn't a healthy relationship, but that all depends on how Jordan went too. because if Jordan kept growing, it could have ended up becoming a healthy relationship. Yeah. I mean, if he, I mean, it seemed like he was starting to grow. He was, he was so. And I think he genuinely liked her. I don't think there was a, I I don't think that was a fake. I think he genuinely liked her and cared about her a lot. So that would have been that. I mean, Graham would have cheated. No question in my mind at all and i think that was something like you said that was hinted at from the very beginning that he was someone that was headed down that road because he was not very happy and i don't and i think they weren't happy together and hadn't been for a while so yeah i think that that would have happened okay well the creator said if the show had continued on jordan and angela would have still dated they would have become a lot more serious their relationship would have become a lot more serious Brian would have gotten back together with Delia, but still pined over Angela the whole entire time. (laughs) Sorry. Things would have gotten worse for Ricky. 
which I was not happy to hear. I don't there like wasn't that. really much I heard about Rayanne. They didn't really write much about Rayanne or Sharon or anything. Graham cheated and had an affair. Patty found out and Patty went into a deep, 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 deep depression. And Angela would have been like the person taking care of everything in the house. So would have had to become the adult of the household. So that's kind of where it would have gone. And there was a point in time when, because people were so outraged when this show got canceled, because what had happened is right before this show got canceled, they were trying in a last ditch effort. They were showing some of the episodes on MTV. And so they were rebroadcasting it and they were doing that as a way to try and get more viewers and it didn't work. But then there was talk at one point of bringing it back. But then Claire Danes got too big and she couldn't do it. And that, that was pretty recent. I mean, not, not recent now, but pretty quick. Like it was only like a yeah. year or two, I think, after it got canceled. That yeah. there was talk of that. But that's what the creators said would have happened, which was very interesting to me because I honestly thought that what the creators were trying to do with that letter and where they were going is they would have wanted to try and get Angela and Brian together. So I have to say, I'm happy to hear that's not what they were trying to do. <laughs> oh, thank Chuck for that. But I really thought that's what they were trying to do. I remember watching oh, it and going, yeah, oh my I know. gosh. And I was like, please, no. <laughs> I mean, Just I think no. at that time we actually knew it wasn't coming back because I remember very distinctively during a commercial break, I still remember this. And I remember Claire Danes doing a voiceover and saying, we're not through yet. Like kind of like it had already been announced that it was canceled, but she was like, we still have a little bit more left to go with this one episode, the last episode. So I remember that yeah. very vividly. Yeah, if okay. I'm wrong, people come and tell me, but I do remember that. So I think we already knew, but anyway, so yeah, I just thought that was interesting what the creator said. I wish yeah. She would have said a little bit more about Ran. I'm just, I'm sad with yeah. the Ricky thing, but that makes sense. Actually, honestly, sadly, it makes sense. But yeah, that's so, so sad. that's, so yeah. Jordan would have ended up, Jordan and Angela would have ended up together. My guess is probably the big thing would have been, they probably would have ended up having sex would be my guess yeah. eventually. But yeah, so that's what would have happened. Okay, that's our episode on my so-called life. We're going to go ahead and close out. So, Sarah, if you want to tell everybody where they can find you. You can find me on Facebook. It's uh, under Sarah Vaccaro Barnick. It's B-A-R-N-A-I-K. You can also find me on Instagram at NateCamMom, N-A-T-E-C-A-M-M-O-M. Same with Twitter at NateCamMom, N-A-T-E-C-A-M-M-O-M. Awesome. Thank you. And this is Erin. You can follow me on Twitter at E April beauty, the E and the A and the B are capitalized. Be sure to like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash it's a fandom thing pod on Twitter at fandom thing pod. No, it's in that one on Instagram at it's a fandom thing pod on TikTok at it's a fandom thing pod. Um, if you have any feedback show notes, if you'd like to be a potential interview guest on the show, please feel free to reach out to us at it's a fandom thing pod at gmail.com. And a quick reminder before I tell you what um, our episodes are going to be a couple of quick little announcements. Of course, we are doing our Dexter live streams and live tweets. Those start, those are every Thursday night in through the run of Dexter. So uh, there's 10 episodes. So I think it's ending the second Thursday, the second weekend because it doesn't they, they air Sundays, but 
the second weekend, I believe, or second week in January. I'm not positive on that. So we're going to be doing that. So uh, we do live stream starting at 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. So that's 6 Pacific, 8 Central, and 9 Eastern. Jen, my podcast brain twin, has been joining for those. Uh, Carla joined for the last one we did. And I don't know if since this is dropping Friday, if she would have joined from the one we just did. Uh, but And the other Aaron occasionally joins us as well. And then right afterwards, head on over at 8.15 Mountain Standard Time to our YouTube channel where we do a live stream giving our reactions. Those are so much fun. These are not podcast episodes, so you can only see them on our YouTube channel. And we also have a bingo card, a special Dexter bingo card, and you can get podcast. Um, you can win a podcast pin. So come and watch those. Those are so much fun. A lot. It's only been Jen and I so far on the live streams. I don't know if that would have changed by now, but so far, but they're so, so much fun. And we do go on tangents. We do, we go, we go, we talk about stuff like handcuffing people to beds. Um, anyway but those are fun they're very fun live streams and i love jen so much she's an enabler she enables my my obsessions (laughs) big time but i love her for it uh but they're they're a lot of fun and then the other announcement is when this drops which will be the day after thanksgiving um the next day the next night so tomorrow night so if you're what if you're listening to this on friday or listening this saturday morning on the 27th, we are going to do a live stream, not going to be podcast episode, so you have to tune into your YouTube or Facebook. Uh, we are doing a live stream to celebrate my birthday. It's still so weird to me that I planned this. It feels like kind of, I don't know, odd, but but we're doing a live birthday celebration for me. We're also, I'm going to be asking people, I'm going to have lists of charities and have people donate to them. We might give away something if you know to, if you show proof that you donated. Um, we might have special guests on. I'm not sure since that is Thanksgiving weekend, it's hard to get people on, but panelists will be on and come and watch me as I become an emotional mess. (laughs) I don't mean that as a bad, I mean, if you've listened to our hundredth episode, that's just a taste of what'll probably happen. Cause I'm going to be drinking Aaron A is like, we have to do shots during your birthday episode. (laughs) So it's going to be entertaining to watch me during that episode so you just want to come and watch me so that that's yes. a little promo for that so that is if you're listening to this on friday the 26th that is tomorrow night the 27th at 6 p.m it'll be going for at least three hours if unless i pass out but no, i'm just kidding let's let yeah let, let's not do that no i'll have, I'll have other things i won't just drink Aaron. erin um, <laughs> yeah that passing out will be when we do the 12 hour marathon live stream. Oh, Lord. <laughs> um, but I love doing live streams as everyone can tell. That's my, my favorite thing is to do the live streams. Honestly, they are fun. I love doing the episodes too, but yeah. Um, but anyway, so that is tomorrow night. If you're listening to this on the 26th, on the 27th at six, it's on November 27th at 6 PM mountain standard. So that's five right. Pacific seven central eight eastern and it'll be running for three hours so you don't have to come and watch the whole thing but you'll learn some fun facts about me since it's going to be about me i'm going to be gushing about things i love so hmm, you're going like, to be uh, hearing, you're gonna be hearing about, about 
outfit went wrong. I apologize. But or Darren my... Chris or Christian yes. fucking Bale or whatever. <laughs> or, or lots George of Clooney. There's yes, there's lots of things I can fangirl over. I'm not just you know, not just one. Did, did I tick off like some uh bingo boxes there? I think I did. Yeah, George Clooney's not on our bingo box anymore. No, our not. bingo box, our bingo card. I thought he was. <laughs> He was, but I, I recently edited it, changed it because there was stuff on there that I that's hardly ever mentioned anymore. <laughs> but we're gonna make an Aaron birthday bingo card. So Perfect. that'll be a lot different. As Meg said, it'll just be what? Finn went rock the whole thing. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> and Meg yeah, knows that... you well. <laughs> yeah, that, that'll be the whole bingo card. But next week. We are going to be going back in time to the 80s. So we are going to be talking about 80s movies and 80s music. And I'm really excited for this episode. I have to say this is one of the episodes. These episodes are the episodes, two of them that I've been looking forward to the most this year. So I am super, super duper excited, especially the 80s music episode. I will say, yes. I think that one's even more than 80s movies. Because oh, I'm so excited about 80s music. <laughs> I still listen to a lot of 80s music. Oh, yeah. Like like I said, I'm going to be your 80s metal. (laughs) Yeah. Well, well, you'll 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 be hearing a lot of gushing about a lot of a lot of bands that are that mean a lot to me. (laughs) So (laughs) it's going to be fun. I'm excited about that. Oh, yeah. I I can talk about music all day. So, (laughs) yeah. So that'll be a good one. So until next time, remember, it's a fandom thing. Black Lives Matter and Stop Asian Hate.